0: hey there folks welcome back my name's dave and i'm matt and we are root beer radio that is right and this episode of root beer radio is brought to you by soda pop bros are you looking for unique and hard to find soda pop how about canadian branded root beers soda pop bros is your go-to source for all of those products as well as their own line of beverages particularly fancy they offer shipping around the globe with attention to safe and secure packaging provided by whale pod shippers at generous Canadian dollar rates. Let your American dollar stretch a little further and order online at www.sodapopbros.com. And enter
1: code rootbeerradio, all one word, to receive a free Soda Pop Bros bottle opener when you spend $25 or more. Or if you happen to be in the Windsor, Ontario, Canada area in the future, they would love to have you stop by and check out their store at 1009 Droulard Road in the heart of Ford City, Windsor, Ontario.
0: That's right. And thanks so much, Jeremy, from, Rupier, or from uh, Soda Pop Bros. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit from him. He comments, asks some questions. Um, we chat about him a little bit in this episode, which features Reed Andrew and Vince Payne of the Museum of Rip Beer.
1: Yeah, we had a great time chatting with them, and we really hope you enjoy the episode.
0: That's right. It's so nice to find people like us with the passion for root beer. We we hope that you can that that their passion and our passion combined can spark a passion in you for while well, you're listening to a root beer podcast. So either you know us or you really like root beer. So hey, this is good. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, take a listen uh, We hope you enjoy Oh, and go on our Facebook page Or uh, the link right here In the uh, description To check out their Kickstarter And donate before February 24th, 2021 To help start up The Museum of Rapier. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back My name's Dave And I'm Matt And we are
1: Root Beer Radio.
0: That is right. And today, folks, we are joined by Vince Payne and Reed Andrew of the Museum of Root Beer. Welcome, guys.
2: Great hey. to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. So, you guys are not just from, from, well, we want to talk mostly about the Museum of Root Beer, but tell us about yourselves individually. Um, Reed, love the shirt. It's such a great shirt. It's this is the the best. For those of you listening at home, we're wearing the same shirt. So, Reed, who are you? Why do you love Ripper? Yeah.
3: Who knew two guys would come on a on a webcast wearing the same exact shirt? Um, I'm a I'm a Wisconsinite, lifelong, and uh, I uh, full bio. I've been in marketing i've been in journalism Mm -hmm. um i drove truck for a little while in between um wife and five kids (laughs) keeps me busy (laughs) but something that's also kept me busy has been my root beer hobby um not as busy as some but when i was in college um i was going to uw baraboo and my future brother-in-law and I shared an apartment, and it, it all started with different brands of root beer cans getting uh, collecting on the fridge top. Yeah, and that's that's one part of the origin story. <laughs> I, I collect every root beer can in Baraboo, and decided to go on a lifelong trek to see how many I could collect bottles and cans
0: yes like so many people
1: yeah that's a pretty common thing in the at least definitely on the root beer hunters of america community um yeah. people post their collections all the time and it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a real hobby
3: yeah well i gotta say though the the reason that root beer was cool to me was because of the peanuts cartoon snoopy was always on his doghouse or in a bird's nest drinking root beer on new year's eve <laughs> and as a kid i would i'd would read those comics and it just seeped into my brain and and then i i realized that i could distinguish between brands of root beer by taste yeah yeah that's, so that's kind of it
0: isn't that like a fun day when you realize that you can tell different root beers apart <laughs>
3: It's like when you when you discovered you could you can tell the difference between uh, George Harrison singing and, and Paul McCartney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> realize, wait, it's four lead singers. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and and then that led to um, me wanting to do some kind of a business with it. And sure. So I've had a I have had have i have had this root beer revelry root beer shop. Yes. Um, it's in Galena, Illinois, currently. We've been there for, I think it's going to be nine seasons. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the 10th. I'll count while Vince is talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I've been there. It was a great pilgrimage for me to, to make it.
3: I think it's the 10th season. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and I was down... I don't know, we, we tried to figure this out maybe at least five years ago, right? I think that's what it was.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see your shirt because we haven't sold that shirt in a while. We've, we've had some different <laughs> ones in. Yeah,
2: it was, it was one <laughs> I, of my... I don't even have that shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it was one of my Please. first root beer shirts, actually. <laughs> uh, I love it. So... Now, there's two Ruppie Revelries, aren't there?
3: Well, I I opened the first one in Wisconsin Dells, and Mm -hmm. we did that for three seasons there. But the the Galena one that we opened the year after in 2012 Mm -hmm. was doing well enough, and we we have a really good manager. Shout out to Rick Mulcahy there. And um, we had this separation, and... We were working full time, my wife and I, and we just decided to keep it down in Illinois. And uh, and then we did have a little um, a little trial in Lake Geneva, mm-hmm. and we didn't keep that going. Okay, but the big news is the Dells is reopening.
0: <laughs> yes, as the Museum of Root Yeah,
3: we. The, we decided the name above the door should be Museum of Root Beer, sure. and it's it's actually going to have a root beer revelry inside it. Mm-hmm. So we might even have signage and and uh, glassware and shirts. But uh, yeah, if, if you're driving by, um, you might peek in and see both signs. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> nice, yes. We yeah. Would love to be have the, the largest selection of root beer anywhere. And mm-hmm. it's kind of tough because our distributors don't, you know, they don't specialize in root beer. And But um, that's one of our goals. And we're contacting distributors currently. What would be really cool is if those, those little bottlers all over could somehow get us their product. Yeah, we we will take any root beer. If, okay. if however we can get it, it'll be on our shelves. That's good to
0: know. That that helps me know what to tell people.
2: <laughs> Except for hires, because they're not making it anymore. Right. <laughs> right. So,
0: are they done with hires completely, or or are they just is it on hold?
2: Hard to say. As of right now, they're done with it from the root beer hunters chats and all that everybody's mm-hmm. been looking for it but yeah it's not being canned currently so right we'll we'll have that uh, to deal with down the road for all the people Oof. that want hires and yeah see what we can come up with hopefully
1: right yeah absolutely
3: well i, I do have a, a little announcement if it works out i got on ebay and i bought a case of actual hires extract now it's it might be out of date I'm gonna make up a batch, at least for me. (laughs) Heck yeah! Maybe we'll test it out, and if nobody drops over, we'll we'll put we'll put a tap on it, and have. It'll be the Dom
2: Perignon in the in the side, you know, ninety (laughs) dollar shot of Hires root beer, limited edition. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I I think I that might have been one of the extracts I first tried, Mm -hmm. like when we first started uh, brewing root beer uh two or three years ago yeah I, yeah I de- I, we definitely did that yes um yeah i remember it being really good i'm surprised to hear that it's been discontinued but eh, yeah, the last hires
3: i had i was i was in a little town in in uh wisconsin and there was a machine outside a, a gas station i saw hmm. hires what do you know I hadn't had a hires in a decade mm-hmm. or more. I don't know. It had been a while and, and it's the second it touched my lips. I recognized it. I thought, oh yeah. That's, that's special.
0: Yeah. Man. I, yeah. so we had, we had some, we threw a rip themed birthday party for my twin sister, Matt's wife. Um, <laughs> definitely not for <laughs> it was me. for her. Yeah. Not for <laughs> me. Um, But my wife got some Hires, got had got a twelve pack of Hires just for Mm -hmm. for the event. Very nice of her. So that was that was a couple years
3: ago. Yet, yeah. So, well, Hires is you know if you're gonna have a museum of root beer, Hires is gonna be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. No, the first real commercialized root beer that had a lot of success. Um, Charles Hires was selling it before Coke was even stirred together right. and, <laughs> yep. and uh, consumed. And uh, yeah, maybe you've talked about that history, but that's going to be fun as you know mm-hmm. one little element of the museum is to to give a shout out to Charles Hires for for pushing the envelope with root beer. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, for sure.
3: Man. Literally. Because his first, the first root beer he sold was the powder mix, in a little envelope.
0: Yeah. And it was a cure. The,
1: the Dorothy Molter Museum just uh, mentioned that hires is their uh, favorite root beer flavoring.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that what Dorothy used?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, to start out with. Um, they, I, if I remember right from our interview, uh, they ended up switching, uh, or maybe not.
0: Yeah, it was to whatever was really readily available in town. Oh yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, man. Okay. I I got that book. Somebody gave me that book, like two decades ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. As a gift, and I remember reading about that. I still need to read it. I the one thing that really stuck out in my mind was that she she had this underground, um. Like a root cellar, mm-hmm. but. She, she carved big chunks of ice from the lake and kept things cold all summer long mm-hmm. with lake ice in a hole in the ground.
1: That's mm-hmm. the way they yeah. used to do it. That's right. <laughs> so,
3: Root beer cold.
0: We have one of those big, rooms that are at our cabin, actually. Yeah. Big business. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so we are also ja- joined by your partner in crime or business, Vince. Vince, welcome thank you. So Vince, who are are you?
2: Well, um, I started, uh, collecting root beer when I was about 11 years old. Um, and Reed recently posted a video. Um, if you go on, some people may have seen it on uh, Facebook. I've shared it kind of talks about my getting started in, in root beer, but in a nutshell, when I was a kid, I, you know, we didn't, grow up i had a big family and my mom didn't believe in a lot of sugar so we didn't get sodas and and uh or as we call it an iowa pop um Mm -hmm. and uh you know i for the occasion where we'd go to an a there was an a and w drive-in um we would get that on occasion uh so that was my first root beers was of course a and w which they made right there at the restaurants Mm -hmm. and then um my mother uh and her family is from new minnesota which is where um Yep, the uh, home of Shell's Brewery, second oldest brewery in the United States, That's right. and they made 1919 root beer. And so when we go up there, uh, we would, you know, on occasion get, uh, you know, root beer from 1919. So those are my two first experiences with root beer, and I've always loved it since. And then um, Reed knows the story, but in a nutshell, I started collecting pop bottles um, from a friend's dad who worked at, at uh, a uh, mid-continent bottlers which did dr pepper and rc cola and those type things and a and w and uh as a kid we were all uh paid in the neighborhood to sort bottles to collect bottle you know he collected them from the grocery stores and then we'd sort them out and uh i ended up with a whole bunch of spare oddity bottles huh. that uh he couldn't take back because they were from out of state and uh um uh, one was a barrelhead root beer bottle and um um, so anyway, long story short, I had a bunch of them on a shelf. My brother knocked the shelf over, broke all my bottles, except for two of the root beer bottles, which survived. And that pretty much started it um, when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And then um, right out of uh, high school, I started working and traveling and I'd go out of town and I'd find other root beers at a you know grocery store or something. And I'd try them and um, I'd bring home cans and bottles and just started kind of you know, uh, collecting them, um, and a few odd ends from there. And then later on, um, I have four children and my, and my uh, wife, Kelly, um, she would travel and, st- and look for other things root related. And that kind of really expanded the collection. You know, I had hundreds of bottles and cans and a handful of mugs, but then she got me into looking at other things like from bottle openers to pins, to thermometers, to signs, you name it. And, uh, so the collection grew over the course of the last 25 years, um, to the point where it's, uh, as Reed could attest, overtaken my, my basement, my house. (laughs) And, uh, you know, through the years I've met other root beer collectors, um, and that's how I came across Reed actually. Um, we had met, uh, via the internet, via Facebook, root beer hunter site, uh, what was it probably five six seven years ago maybe Reed yeah when we became
3: uh when we
2: discovered each other sort of yeah yep and uh Reed was looking for some from some mugs for his uh beer rubbery store Mm -hmm. and um I had been to the store uh once before my wife and I actually honeymooned in Galena um and we uh went to the root beer store and then Reed was looking for some mugs I reached out to him gave him a bunch of duplicate mugs that I had and and uh, we've chatted ever since. And then um, I went to the Wisconsin Dells for the first time in my life, um, which is kind of surprising. I feel yeah. bad. I never took my kids there after <laughs> experiencing it. But uh, my wife and I went there just this past year and I said, you know, if anywhere there'd be a place to open a museum, um, mm-hmm. that would be it. And I've had some people come through my house and see the, the collection right. uh, through the years. And they've always said, man, it's like a museum down here. So that conversation uh, opened up on a Facebook conversation and Reed reached out to me about his idea of opening up something and uh, went up to Wisconsin and again, and met Reed and here we are today with the the plans to move forward with a museum. Yes,
0: that's so cool. That's you, awesome. We were just talking about, you know, we talked to, um, uh, what, okay, now I'm blanking, Luke. Luke Harris, right? Who's one of the him and his brother were the founders of the Root Hunters of America page, mm-hmm. um, and it's brought so many root people together. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: you know that's Correct. that's where we all met, right? That's where we or we've started interacting. This is our first time meeting, virtually, mm-hmm. but
2: yeah. Well, yeah, and I agree. I I uh, joined that site. Actually, I, I started my own little Facebook thing. You know, root beer uh, collectors club. Yeah, and then right after I started that one. Um, there was a, uh, Luke had reached out and said, Hey, there's already a root beer hunters of America. So I joined that and, um, I've met several people since then I've been out to California. I've met a root beer collector out there in LA, um, and seen his collection. Uh, I met Art, uh, Pettit out of, uh, Texas, um, who through that site reached out to me. He's been up to my house. I haven't been to his yet. Um. I knew of a gentleman named Tom Fluden, mm-hmm. who's a huge collector, has his own blog. Um, I met Tom years and years ago when I went out to Colorado. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just great. I met Eric. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've talked to several people. Um, you know, I've shared beers with people, you know, as I've traveled and picked ones up and, yeah. you know, uh, I mail them out to people and they've mailed them to me. And it's just been a great, great uh, thing. So. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, we do so- have a question in the comments. Uh, from Dan Davis, uh, what would you guys say is the rarest brand of root beer? Um, if you, if you have a, a, like a, a great white Buffalo or, you know, the white whale, if there's a brand of root beer out there, that's been super hard to get your hands on.
2: Well, um, if, if you're talking about, see, Um, that's a hard question, Dan, because I know
1: it's, it's, it's a very hard question.
2: (laughs) uh, there's rare, there's rare items that are root beer in the past that don't exist anymore. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, that are, you know, a a rare can or a rare bottle, um, that is just practically impossible to get, or, or even ones you may and Reed can attest to this, you know, we come across ones because of the root beer hunters site, um, that you suddenly go, I've never even heard of that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that they made a root beer. Um, Mm -hmm. so to answer that question, if I were to say, what's the rarest thing I have, I have a bottle that says Quaker root beer and it's an embossed bottle and it's from the late 1800s. No kidding. So that would be a very rare item. That's root beer, uh, Mm -hmm. that that is, is, you know, you're never going to find it again. It's not made. Um, Mm -hmm. secondly would be some of the, what we would call the prohibition root beers, um, I have some bottles that were made you know uh with with uh different brands um i have one believe it or not says vincent uh and hathaway on it uh root beer i have one that's um um white uh root beer and they were you know ceramic bottles made for prohibition and they actually are stamped root beer so those of course would be rare you know rare in the sense that you're never going to find those recipes or such today
0: right right
2: um interesting enough uh a sagai uh um the guy in California has one of those prohibition bottles that's still corked and full. Wow. So he's always toyed with the idea he's like he'd love to take you to a lab and have it analyzed and break it down <laughs> and figure out what was made yeah. and see if he, they could duplicate it which today's technology probably could. Right. So and Danny yeah. can attest to this. I know Danny, he's one of my childhood best friends. Um you know, it'd be like asking Danny what's the rarest uh, Greek wine uh, out <laughs> there that he finds. He's a he's an archaeologist, so um you know, kind of that along that same line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reed, yeah. do, you, do you have a, a rare one you can think of or? Oh yeah. I do have,
3: I do have some that are pretty rare, but, um, I did want to make a comment. If you're reading between the lines, you're going to be able to see these bottles. The mm-hmm. the beauty of, of what we're doing here is that I, I want to tell some root beer stories with exhibits. Mm-hmm. And Vince has come along, and he's going to fill the museum with these actual items, um, these uh, specimens, antiques. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but I think some of those rare ones that you're talking about are going to be on display. Oh,
2: absolutely! Little absolutely. stories
3: to go along with them.
2: Yep. And interesting, interesting. Sorry to interrupt. The, uh, Danny borrowed Danny is a professor of archeology span and, uh, up in Decorah at, uh, Luther college. And Mm -hmm. he had borrowed some of my collection one time to teach a class.
1: That's awesome. And,
2: and and he used it as a, you know, try to show the, the children to say, well, what makes this older? Why do you think they changed this design? Um, so it was, it was, uh, Kind of used root beer as a history lesson yeah. one time in one of his his uh, teachings, which was cool.
0: Yeah, I mm. I'm a teacher as well, and I often find myself using root beer in my teaching of band. Somehow, just it just happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I, I, I work in accounting, so it's not a it's not a topic
3: that I can normally bring up. <laughs> you,
0: you just gotta try a little bit harder, Matt. You can do it. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna say. One of my favorite things to do uh, when I started collecting was was just like hunt. I I love going to an mm-hmm. old landfill mm-hmm. where I saw some old rusty cans and and thinking, I wonder how deep I can go and what what I'm gonna find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was a, and I was gonna just mention, and these stories by the way they, I used to publish a newsletter. And and tell stories about hunting for root beer. Mm-hmm. I named the newsletter Root Beer Revelry in 1992. So wow. <laughs> this goes, or was it 93? But that's where I got the name for the store. But one of my favorites is
2: kind of
3: breaking in to an old abandoned dance hall <laughs> in in uh, rural. Uh, you're Idaho. committing
2: a felony on air. <laughs> Wait. He said kind when of I left, when I Sorry. found
3: those <laughs> those jugs of old frontier syrup they were empty I left a note that said hey I I took these give me call if, uh, if you want to press charges so I tried <laughs> to be honest about it <laughs> But I would I would write these stories up and collect these stories until I started dreaming
2: about hunting for root beer Vince yeah. Do you dream about finding root beer? I I literally do. In fact, when you just said that, two of my (laughs) two hunts that that come to mind is I was up visiting my grandparents' century-old farm where my mother was born in in, uh, uh, Minnesota. And uh, I was up there visiting somewhere when I was probably 17, 18 with two of my older siblings. And we went out in the back, 40, and we were digging around, you know, the Old farms always has that area where they dump the old implements oh, yeah. and junk mm-hmm. and yep. you know the garbage pile. Yep. yep. And uh um we were digging around in there and I'm pulling old bob wire out and stuff and and I literally pulled out two uh steel top tom thumb uh, root beer cans. Wait, is this a dream? Oh, I, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this did, is real. This did this happen. is those okay. cans I showed you. Um and I dug them out and I and one was pretty rusty and the other one was pretty decent mm-hmm. and and you know I brought them home and it was just so cool as to hunt those and find them on my grandparents' farm. And I thought, you know, these cans were maybe drank by my uncle or my grandfather or my grandmother or, or one of my older sisters or brothers when they were up there visiting and I find them, you know, 20 years later. Um, and, and, you know, those, those are two of my prized parts of my collection just Mm -hmm. because of that story. And my, uh, uh, only living aunt lives up, you know, near there. And she has a a century farm as well. And I'm looking forward. She has that back area that you literally walk out uh, that you can just feel you stepping on things and you can feel things (laughs) rusting away under your feet, that big, massive pile. And I've told her, I said, one of these summers, I'm going to come up there and probably spend a a, a weekend just digging. And I found, Mm -hmm. you know, old bottles and perfume bottles there just on the surface. I can't, Help, but think maybe if I dig down there, you know, and peel back the layers, I might find an old root beer bottle. Yes, that's um, it's on my my dream list to go up there and do that at some point. So, uh, I love but it. the hunt the hunt is the greatest part. I love going and finding one. My wife and I go to antique shops and just you know finding something you you don't have or a different right. variation of something you do have is is the enjoyment of it.
0: Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now,
0: I, Matt and I haven't di- haven't uh, dove dive dived. Dovin diving,
3: diving, <laughs> dived. We haven't, I'm we dived. haven't dived, dived into. It sounds weird,
2: but saying, know, yeah, dive, but not dove.
0: We haven't dived into the antique part of rip beers, but I have. Everywhere I go, I'm looking for new rip beers um, mm-hmm. to try, to taste, um, and add to my bottle collection. So I'm so glad this is like I, this is reaffirming everything that like <laughs> I know and love because there are other people out there that do the same thing as, as me. <laughs> And there's healed. dozens of us yeah
2: <laughs> well, Yeah, i don't want well, to trip and not think about looking for finding you know and and thankfully the internet and google has really really helped you know finding some of the new microbreweries and yep. places that make root beer and um you know matt you've got some great ones that are popping up in the twin cities area mm-hmm. yeah um, you can go find sadly a lot of them are just on tap mm-hmm. and so i i love going and getting a, a glass of some other root beer and trying it but it's sad when you leave and you can't get a, a memorabilia of it, of a, a can or a bottle right. to come home within the collection. And in fact, I've talked to a couple breweries out of selling me their tap handle out of their bar. Yeah. Successfully. <laughs> made, it says re- Successfully. Yes, yes. I have, I, one, one place I said, look, I'm buying it. You gotta find a replacement. And yeah. <laughs> fortunately, the manager found a, found a second one. They had a spare. So I, I have a spare from Arkansas of a tap handle. That's awesome. commemorate the trip.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh my uh my wife and I and uh and a uh a, a good friend of mine and uh his wife the four of us are planning on uh a uh a brewery ourselves and uh, so a craft soda line is probably going to be a component of that uh that plan. We're still in the very early stages but we're also very far away from formulating a good root beer recipe. Well, hold on, on you, Yeah, end. you Dave's, watch got some, he, Dave's got some good stuff, but <laughs> we're uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, from a commercially viable product, I think I'm. I personally am
2: a little bit further away. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, Dave, Dave, I see you're drinking a root beer ice. I am. What
0: is it? It's out of my root beer revelry mug. Right
2: here. Look
0: at that. <laughs> it was a good trip when I was down there. This is. I I decided I went with a bulldog because it's what I had. Oh, the bulldog. Tried and true. Very well loved by the root beer community.
2: Yeah. It, it I mean, is that. You know what's interesting in is, is you can you can. If you drink enough root beers as as, uh, a lot of us certainly have you kind of get in a sense of just by the the look of the bottle the 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 marketing sometimes you can tell if it's going to be a a good an average or a poor root beer just by Mm -hmm. the look yeah a clear bottle and real light color you pretty much go yeah i'm going to taste it but yeah (laughs) sadly it's not going to probably go on the top right well let
3: me let me tell a really sad root beer
0: story oh no i
3: think you guys will agree I was in downtown Milwaukee, went to lunch at, uh, at one of the restaurants near the, the, the river there. And I ordered a root beer, was served it, took a drink. And I called the waitress back and said, yo, it's flat. And you want to guess what she told me?
0: Oh,
1: no.
3: No. It's supposed to be flat. That's what she said. could was she, was she pulling my leg, or or what?
2: Was it like a
0: original recipe, like from the 18th? brewed it there. <laughs> okay. she just didn't thing. know.
2: That's probably what they told her to say because they didn't know how to. <laughs> produce a good root beer. Wow, well, probably. But I always I always
3: thought, okay, some some people serve intentionally flat root beer.
2: Which... And and yeah. tied in with that, I had a sad story. I was in Pennsylvania, and did the Google search and I found a, uh, homemade root beer, uh, in the middle of nowhere in, in an Amish community. And I, I was like, I'm driving there. It was an hour from where I'm at, but I'm going to go. And I, I asked them if they bottled it, they did. So I drove all the way out to nowhere, got this root beer, super excited, brought it back to the hotel. Um, I was flying home the next day, packed my stuff, got to the airport and, remembered when I turned in the rental car I couldn't take I had a carry-on bag so I couldn't take the liquid uh, with me yep. so I'm like oh that's fine even room temperature I'll drink the root beer because I'm you know I want and it was the absolute worst tasting <laughs> I, I don't know what it was made from but <laughs> it is hands down it makes several of the ones that people know that are out there that are bad good yeah it was disappointingly <laughs> i was like that, but i've got the bottle to remind myself Man. but it was the
3: for is swill
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I took one sip and i couldn't i couldn't finish it
1: yeah yeah uh we do have a question from uh jeremy uh from soda pop rose from soda pop rose uh what's the your favorite canadian root beer
3: hmm um,
1: I don't know if I've had that one.
3: I haven't yet. <laughs> it's no. It,
1: <laughs> if Jeremy's it's got
0: probably, that, in stock, oh, that's the that's it. the French word for root beer. Yeah, French word oh, for root beer. Oh, I thought you said like um, bassinet. Okay,
3: now I okay. got it. Yeah, I do love collecting those those cans though from
2: Canada. There's
3: yeah. has root beer on one side,
2: bassinet on the other. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think. I I I'd have to say, sadly, there's not a Canadian. There's not a lot of Canadian root beers. Mm-hmm. um yeah you know so there's not i've only had maybe a dozen that come to mind in mm-hmm. and, and, and i and sadly i have to be honest i can't remember the brand name and one that i go wow that's a great canadian root beer mm-hmm. um mostly no, i've I got ain't... some store brand ones that were decent and i mm-hmm. remember because the can says racinette but um yeah, no, yeah I I, i'm funny. struggling
1: uh dave's gonna dave's a much you know uh, much better hunter than I am, but I can't from remember for the last time I had a you know a specifically Canadian root beer. I mean, we've had Canadian versions of root beers, right? Like Canadian AW w
0: is way better than American AW.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Like I've had you know some store brands uh, um, that come to mind that the that, that, you know Canadian cans, but they were um, the names escape yeah. me. I think S um super super c mm. oh sure, sure, sure super super c that one i remember was decent in a can from canada i think is out of winnipeg
3: now i don't want to throw canada into the same category as as germany or hong kong but mm-hmm. the museum is going to feature feature the whole aspect of foreigners generally thinking root beer tastes like medicine right right you know sticking Mm. their noses up at it and um but i think you know canada is america's hat and i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure they're with us in in the love of root beer but one really cool display that i'm excited about is um you ever gone to the airport and you see um Welcome in like 50 mm-hmm. languages yeah. arranged on the wall. Hopefully, Google steered me right because I designed one of these and it says root beer in many languages. Yes, I, nice. I'm hoping Google Translate got me close enough for, right. for most of them. Yeah, you know, that'll be part of the game. We will get yeah. visitors to the museum. And if you can correct that display, we will, we'll cross it out and put the right one up. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to hold my breath for (laughs) a Bulgarian to come in and tell me. Right.
2: right. (laughs) That's not root beer. (laughs) I know the Germans will come in and say, this is not beer. Yeah.
0: There's one, there's, is it Thames, Thames root beer out of Germany? Have you guys ever had that? That's one of my. Uh, I've never like,
2: a German root beer yet.
0: That's on my list. I tried to get some, but it got lost in shipment. My wife's mm-hmm. cousin, Thames. like, yeah, Thames. My wife's cousin got it off of German Amazon, when he was there for business. Huh. Put it on a pallet with some paint, and it didn't make it back to the U.S.
2: <laughs> well, I ship a lot of stuff from Germany. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, I've never found a German root beer so if you if find Jeremy, it, let me know. If Jeremy still listening,
3: yes mm-hmm. uh, he's got to come to the museum I will have several Canadian root beer cans on display sure and Vince what do you have
2: yeah I've probably got a, a dozen or two of Canadian uh root beer cans okay and I've got some there's some some uh hard stuff that's come out of uh, the root beer world like sure. hard liquors or hard root beers yep. and I have several of those. In fact Hires, we were talking about that earlier Hires is making right. a Hires uh, whiskey root beer in a tall boy can that's available in Canada yes. and I, I have one of those.
0: I have heard it's horrible
2: I haven't tried it <laughs> um, but it it makes me think well Hires is still a name somebody's using Right, exactly. So, most of the hard root beers that I've tried are all pretty pretty bad yeah There's a yeah few
1: that... I, I think it's hard for a, like I think part of the problem that it's uh, uh I think a lot of these coming from a brewer's perspective I think a part one of the problems that a lot of these uh, hard uh, root beers are having is that it's cheaper if it's a like a fermented beverage so like hard seltzers are actually fermented beverages uh, and it's not just water and you know like a hard spirit blended together that would be way faster. However, uh, because it's an actually fermented product, it has a lower tax de- designation. And so like, if you're trying to mix a, the, you know, the weird biochemistry that occurs during fermentation with flavoring with the root beer, you're always going to end up with a product that's going to be kind of like, eh, huh? this, this tastes <laughs> a little off. This tastes a little funny. Yeah. And, um, is at the least same been... thing
3: applied to yeah. like root beer peeps? Yeah. Or... Yeah. No, no,
1: that, that's, uh, that's just, a... oh, yeah. That's just. Oh yeah. Just straight from hell. Tis Roots the season, are, right?
3: Flavored uh, medicines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but I'm transitioning over to another museum exhibit, which will be all the things flavored with root beer. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. a lot. We have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. A, we have quite a bit of, uh, and and I have a whole shelf dedicated that I'm looking forward to. I mean, people don't realize the the root beer things i have found through the years i have i have um i found root beer burritos yeah what <laughs> yes <laughs> how i have a package we... of root beer it's i've obviously emptied the package <laughs> but i have i have found root beer burritos i have root beer bratwurst well that's root beer yeah,
0: jellies. that's normal brats
2: are normal right yeah but i've found i've root beer popcorns root beer cookies root beer ice creams we have a whole display that, that uh we're looking forward to, to showing maybe in a grocery cart of all the things you can buy that are root beer oh um, flavored from lipstick to kool-aid packets to um there's some you know, unmentionables
3: yeah let's, I've say, let's just say they're used in the
2: bedroom yes root beer flavored yeah. Um, You're or in that. Colorado I've got root beer flavored rolling papers I found.
0: Wow. Yeah. You guys, I found yeah. the burritos. This is
2: Yeah, I got oh a root my. beer burrito. This is life changing. You know, we oh. do we
0: do episodes called Root Beer Flavored Things every so often. Oh I gotta like,
3: rewind and watch that. Yeah.
0: We yeah. we've got a couple things coming up that we're gonna try. Um mm-hmm. I need to get you know you guys know they sell root beer scented fuel additive for small engines. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Oh,
2: no way, no. Yeah. Okay. okay, check it out. I museum. Dave, I found root beer beard oil. Yeah, which one? Um, <laughs> it, has a skull, it has a skull on it. I I can't remember the brand name. Sully.
0: Okay, well we Sully. we have so one of our next episodes is oh my. bearded buffalo root beer scented. I've seen that one.
2: It looks like the AW logo. Yep,
0: yep. exactly.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got, the one I've got is Sully's root beer oil. Okay.
0: Yeah, they were nice enough to send us a, a sample, so we're gonna we have to do an episode on that very soon. Uh, great, yeah,
2: yeah, that's so great. Okay, send the empty bottle to us so we can put it in the museum. Well, that's my yeah, that is
0: my bottle, guys. That's my collection. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll we'll get you. We got it. we'll we'll reach out. Um, I well, wanted to circle back. Canadian rippers. We've got Harvey and Vern's, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that okay. one?
2: I have not. Yeah. Okay,
0: we've got Phillips Intergalactic.
2: Ruppers. Uh yes.
0: I have not had it yet. Je- these are all ones that Jeremy sent us, our Canadian hookup. Okay, and then we've got Marco. Uh,
2: is that a girl on the front? I can't quite see. Yes. Yep, yep, I've got yeah. that.
0: Yep. And then, I don't know if you – maybe you've got this one. Soda Pop Bros. we beer. here. Soda Pop Bros. Which one? Nice. Soda Pop Bros. Brand new. This is Jeremy's uh, – I
2: don't think I have that. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is Jeremy's is, uh... brand
3: that's the Jeremy I watched that episode that yes. guy that guy knows his route he does <laughs> and so
0: does in general he really does
3: yeah, yeah he's a trucker like me I, yeah I remember filling up my cab with with everything I found at, at a delivery point mm-
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah oh. I'm
1: very much looking forward to uh being able to travel again and uh being able to you know uh maybe make it our 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 out our way to Windsor Mm -hmm. and, and beyond. Um, That'll be a, that'll be a fun time. Yeah.
0: So you guys are, you're opening this museum of root beer. Mm -hmm. Correct. And when is the, when's the grand opening set for?
3: Well, I think that we'll start root beer service in the beginning of April. And as many displays and exhibits in place the grand opening event that our our kickstarter is selling tickets to Mm -hmm. is and we we just pencil it in for may probably late may okay Mm -hmm. um we'll see how the the whole climate is if if uh if restaurants are open and there's no big scare regarding the pandemic right Mm -hmm. we'll be announcing a specific may date
0: okay Perfect. Okay.
3: And like you just said,
0: there's a Kickstarter happening, um, to raise money for the opening of this museum, right? Cause it's not cheap, obviously.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, we, we, uh, I, I launched the Kickstarter campaign a few weeks ago and there are only eight days left. Okay. And, uh, we, I established a, a very modest, um, goal to raise $7,400. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did the math. I wanted to, to develop at least 25 exhibits to start. And I mean it's as a, as for museums, it's it's not a huge budget, but I just wanted $250 per exhibit for mm-hmm. materials yep. and printing and and things just as a a baseline. Right. Did the math and Kickstarter added their cut and tax, and it came to 7,400. Okay, right now we have 48 backers, and I'm gonna get the total we've raised 5,677.
0: So you're getting closer, so, yeah,
3: we're close. Yep. Uh, and I, I just want to thank anybody out there, um, uh, listening or watching who has kicked in, it's really gonna help. And if any of you uh, haven't yet and want to just throw something our way to help us reach the goal. It's Mm -hmm. all or nothing with Kickstarter. So we really hope that we can, we can get there and, and fund some of these really cool exhibits.
2: Well, yeah, uh, The well, Reed has some of his, his items from his collection as well. Um, I don't wanna sound braggish, but I believe that my collection from having met other collectors um, is probably one of the largest uh, in the country, if not the largest. Um, and, 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 and I'll clarify that. I know there's people that have more signs than me, or maybe more of a certain brand um, you know I've met some a collectors and they only collect a they have far more aW stuff than I mm-hmm. uh, there's a hires collector out there who has things I've never even seen um, but my collection is is always been anything root beer it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's a pen a pencil a bottle cap a can a bottle. if it says root beer I collected it and um, so I'm looking forward to the the collection being shown but I uh, we also have found that um, uh, Tom Fluden, um out of Colorado. Uh, he's bringing a uh, lion's share of his collection uh, to donate to the museum. Uh, he'll be coming with his collection to my house uh, to drop it off in the coming uh, weeks, uh, sometime in, in March, and then I will bring all uh, with my collection up to uh, Wisconsin uh, from that point, so we can start setting things up for the museum. Um, we have a, an intention of the museum to not have everything on display. So maybe as we go uh, after the first uh, go around, we will bring new things out. Maybe, you know, there'll be general exhibits. It'll always be the consistency of the museum. Um, But, you know, we want to be able to to change it up a little bit, maybe highlight something else uh, as the the years go on. Obviously, we're not doing this as a one-time little, hope it only lasts for a short period of time. you know, I think the area. Uh, Reed can agree with me. Is uh, Wisconsin Dells is a great area, and there's a lot of tourism. So we're hoping that uh, with that and uh, the root beer reverie side of the store, uh, where people can come in and buy a, a root beer or try a flight of root beers and buy bottles of current brands that they get they've never seen before from all over the country in Canada, um, maybe even from the world. Um, that you know, there'll they will be a an ongoing thing um, with the collection. We're also expecting and hoping that people come to the museum. That people will come in and say, "Hey, I have this root beer thing at home. You know, can I sell it to the museum or donate it to the museum?" So there might be things that that uh, come mm-hmm. from that avenue, which has helped my collection. You know, just from people saying, "Hey, I I heard you collect that, and my grandpa had this sign, or you know, and things like that." So we're really hoping that it'll it'll be a uh, an ongoing, continually evolving, improving museum as the uh, uh, you know years go on from the grand opening forward.
1: Yeah. Mhm.
2: We've also talked about uh, having items for sale. Um, you know, there's duplicates through through Reed, Tom, myself, and other people, there's, you know, it might be a place that we, we can evolve into having a, a, a for sale section, um, you know, of mm-hmm. items is a possibility. Um, and, you know, that that in of itself uh, can, can be a, a huge thing for, for people to come and see and, you know, because the, the, the story I've always heard is this, and, and I think Reed might have said it. Everybody has a root beer story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, even if you drink Mountain Dew or Coke or Pepsi or or or, or whatever, everybody seems to have a story of root beer. You know, you, you, so many people yeah. on that root beer hunter side is like, oh, we used to go to the local Dog and Suds or the or the Hires Drive In or the A and W Restaurant or you know, and and um, there's so many. You know, even these little dry dryers and stuff that are still around today. You know, they mm-hmm. have root beer. Um, read, I think has a book on it of, of dark, of, of old drive-ins, um, that he showed me that is it's, you know, everybody seems to have a little story about some little root beer that they remember from their childhood going and get. So,
1: yeah, one of the more, uh, you know, re- remarkable things I've noticed from the root beer hunters of America group is that when people post, uh, it's, it's more about more than just, Hey, I found this root beer. Although that's, you know, the more common post, but like people who enjoy root beer, tend to be collectors of it. And, uh, you know, like, so I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of material for the museum to potentially (laughs) pilfer over the years um, or have donated uh, stuff that we haven't seen before.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. hmm hmm Yeah.
2: hmm Oh yeah, sprecher.
1: We do have a question. Uh, I actually don't know this answer. Uh, what does A and W stand for? That's coming from Kelly.
2: That's my wife.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Saw the last name and I figured it might have been a relation.
2: Reed, you want to want to tackle that one? Well, it's actually if I if memory served me right, it's the uh, owners' names that started a and w root beer back in 19 oh yeah around 1919 1918 so it's uh and it's it's escaped my brain what their names were but it was the founders of the formula that started uh Mm. making the root beer and and selling it alan wright that was it and thank you Oh, somebody just answered that on my Facebook. Yep, Alan and Wright. (laughs) Oh, John, yep. (laughs) And one of his classmates owned a a local A&W. There's still some of those around. I love finding those little uh, A&W drive-ins. Oh, interesting. A.
1: Uh-huh.
2: there was a there was a little a w drive-in uh in a small town north of me about two hours and i would drive up by there and it was it was for sale and i was for about a year every time i drove by i'd come home and say honey that that restaurant's still for sale we can own an a w <laughs> and she's like "Yeah, if it's a little closer maybe so but yeah they're still out there in fact uh one of one of the finds that I enjoy was uh, I stopped at one that I didn't know existed in a small town in Iowa, and I stopped in there and they I bought a, a root beer to go, and there was an old uh, silver five cent free root beer coin, um, you know, wooden nickel they called them, mm-hmm. but they were you know plastic, and it said free root beer and it was taped to the cash register, and I was able to talk the sales associate out of uh, that coin and add it to my collection. <laughs> She's like, it's been here since I started working. I don't know where it Mm -hmm. came from. So hopefully she didn't get in trouble with her manager when he realized it was gone. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. I did not. Millstream's out of Iowa. I'm of colonies. Yep. There's um have you had peace tree out of knoxville iowa okay yeah there's about three or four good root beers being produced in iowa now oh barn uh, uh, barn town i can send you a can give me send me your address i'll get you a can they sell it at the local you can get it on tap and now they're canning it in tall boys so oh, nice
1: Uh hmm
2: hmm Yeah, please. Any little bit, every dollar will help for signage and, you know, shelving and things we just have to, you know, put in place to make the museum, you know, look like it's something that uh, is worth your time to come uh, and visit. Well, and if Minnesota has a Spam museum, the world needs a root beer museum. <laughs> I see the sign every time I drive up there. I'm like, there's a museum for Spam and not one for root beer? So, we're going to change that, aren't we, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> Mhm. That'd be great.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Birds of a feather. Um. <laughs> I, I don't know. Jibs. <laughs>
2: As long as you don't put ice in your root beer, you're on my team. He <laughs> gets it. Hey,
1: he gets that, it. That's the standard, <laughs> and that is the standard. Right don't drink. Oh, I, was,
3: I was at a Culver's in York <sighs> County and some some little teenager. Yeah,
2: they do yeah. that at restaurants all the time. I'll order a root beer, and they'll bring. I'll say no ice, and the waitress will forget, and they'll bring ice, and yep. I just look at her and say, "You're fired." Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's cardinal sin.
0: (laughs) I love it. There's so many things. Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and chatting with us. Um, It's you know, we've been working on chatting with you for a little while. Last night didn't work out, but I'm glad that today did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Same here. Oh, one. This is a question we ask all of our guests. What to you makes a good root beer?
3: Go ahead, read. <laughs> well, I think my earlier story. I'll just go on that. It, you need carbonation, and mm-hmm. you know, more importantly than that, there, the the core flavor whether whether you whether it's a smooth vanilla bean or or there's a kick of cinnamon. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I would say um, several things. One would be like Reed said, the, just the right amount of carbonation. It can't be so sparkly that it it just overpowers, but you don't you know it should never be flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but agreed, the the a little bit. I want no after, and I want. It just to be a smooth, creamy, all the way through finish, um, you know, a vanilla, whether it's a vanilla, a cinnamon, a wintergreen, a hint. um, um, It just needs to really be, the way I say it, thick. No, there's watery root beers. There's ones that just taste like they're watered down and they're real strong in root beer flavor, but they dissipate instantly. Um, So to me, it's like, it just needs to be thick, almost like you're drinking a, a, a root beer float or a caramel. It just, you know, it just stays there in your, in your palate. And, and after you take that last bottle, you go, darn, I'm out.
1: Yeah. I think that's what I really yeah, like about 1919 beer. is because that, that root beer really embodies that like, there's something going on while you're drinking mm-hmm. it. and, yeah. and you know, it, its presence is known. So, well,
2: I, I had the pl- privilege of meeting the brewer of 1919 root beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and he told me the secret of their root beer. And um, we were on a hay rack ride together in, in New Ulm. And I met the guy that makes the root beer. And he said, you know, the secret is, and I'm like, well, that's good to know. Wait, you're not going to tell. I t- don't know if I. <laughs> well, if I did, there'd be a lot of people probably going, you're kidding. And they'll stop drinking it. <laughs> but no, the, the the sugar per gallon. So, so I was just like, "Wow, no wonder it's so good." Oh, you made a lamp out of the gallon jug or the uh, two and a half? Cool.
0: And Empire has way too little. Yeah.
2: So Empire is.
0: Get it together, Jersey.
1: <laughs> Gosh. Yeah.
2: How about you, Matt?
1: Uh, I tend to uh, I tend to look for like really full bodied uh to borrow a term from uh the wine community. Uh you know, so nineteen nineteen fits that bill, which means that there's a ton of sugar in it. Yeah. Um but the but I, I really like strong single strong notes. So like 1919 is very forward on vanilla and, you know, there's some wintergreen and other stuff in there. Um, but I really like one strong note and then like kind of a fizzled out, you know, you know, uh, secondary or, uh, you know, other flavors that come in behind it. Um, so yeah, 1919, that one's a, a top shelf root beer for me. Uh, I'm trying to think of other root beers that i've had recently that kind of
2: fit that bill but i'm blanking on on it at the moment the one out of have you had the one out of england um soda folk no um virgil's Ham, Hammons hammond's or hot it's got an h in the title yeah um they have a bunch of sodas, right?
0: they have the dandelion and burdock one is that Fent- Fentimans? that
2: one Fentimans. Fentimans is one out of england yep. is that a it's a stubby bottle with a white label yeah um but there's another one out of there's two out of england and they were both surprisingly like you said matt you know strong and on one flavor with a lot of hints of other things afterwards so i was mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised when i received those out of england yeah yeah oh man, man it's
1: God, i'm really upset i'm out of root beer at the moment <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i drank my river 1919 on the way up i'm a i'm traveling today up in south dakota and I uh, just finished my 1919 can as I was pulling in the parking oh, wow. lot here to to log on.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just stocked up last weekend, so <laughs> I'm good.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, well, I so much on tap at my store that I haven't splurged for the cans. How are the cans?
2: How does it compare? The 1919. Yep. I would say as close to getting on tap as you can imagine. Yeah. Surprisingly, I mean, you know, when yeah. you when you really think about it, it's it's not far off at all.
1: Right. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate it during the pandemic. It's been a yep. it's been a, a
2: yep a mm-hmm.
1: small
0: blessing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to have it in cans. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: all right. Yeah, it, it's it's surprisingly good Reed. I'll I'll bring you one up. Oh yeah, good stuff. When I come up in a couple of weeks.
0: All right, well, guys, thank you again so much for for joining us tonight. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Thanks for having us.
0: Anything else you want to say before we uh, we let everyone go?
3: Just that we we look forward to seeing all of you. Yeah. we, we yeah, hope absolutely. you make a pilgrimage if you're if you're not close by. And uh, yeah, we want to we want to share the stories of root beer, and you know maybe. We'll have a venue, so we'll have a collection of root beer stories available to add your story to it. If you're too far away to visit, we'll have that on our website, which will be museumofrootbeer.com. Sweet. Perfect. I like that.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. And, again, we look forward to many years of continuing the hunt and drinking root beers, you know, together through the web or together in person and and at the store and – and just seeing where this takes us. Absolutely,
0: I'm excited. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Reed, we talked Amen. about this briefly, but have you started playing Ripier Radio episodes instead
3: of, you know, the radio in your store yet? <laughs> <laughs> and not in not in the Galena store. We don't. What does Rick play down there? I, he's not too tech savvy. He says that's true. He's told me that. I was. <laughs> I was talking about doing it at the Museum of Rupier and and at the Revelry there. We could do it in Galena too. All right. Want to give you guys the exposure <laughs> you've given us. So, thanks. Well, we're
0: <laughs> we're proud to be one of the most downloaded Rupier podcasts in the country and the world. Good.
2: That's, Along with the museum, we'll, that's right. we'll ride this train together. That's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, thanks, you guys, so much. Um, and if you are listening, once again, find the Kickstarter link on our Facebook page and and go ahead, read more about it, donate. Um, again, before February 24th, that's that's when it closes. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. My name is Dave.
1: And I'm Matt. And we are... Root Beer Radio. Bye. to
0: brother set out on a lifelong quest to some rut beer and discuss all the controversial topics that plague the rut beer community we're talking rut beer radio would you guys who love rut beer root beer
3: radio a podcast.